Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Tuesday, it's all even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. It's a great Tuesday. Lots to get into. NFL Sunday, Week 15. We're going to talk about Monday Night Football. Jets and Cowboys are just something else. James Harden and his teammates have gotten into it. We're going to talk about the NBA extension day from yesterday, and man, was it a wild one. Opening night for the NBA is here today. We're going to preview the two games that we have. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. NFL Week 15 is in the books. There were some great games on Sunday. We're going to talk about a few games. I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Falcons. I also want to talk about the Chiefs and the Saints. And then Monday Night Football was a huge disappointment between the Bengals and the Steelers. So let's just start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Atlanta Falcons. Tom Brady against the Falcons. Bucks win the game 31-27. The Falcons were up 17 to nothing in this game. And then they did it like how they always do in Falcons fashion. They blow the game in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady had a great statistical game, 31 for 45, 390 yards passing, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 49 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, 110 yards. Antonio Brown, five catches, 93 yards on a touchdown, including the 46-yard bomb that was the game-winning touchdown, the go-ahead score to, you know, help them win that game. Now, for the Falcons, listen, Matt Ryan, 356 yards passing, three touchdowns. They did well. They couldn't run the ball. 37 yards total on the ground. But Calvin Ridley stepped up. 10 catches, 163 yards on a touchdown. Gage, 68 yards on a touchdown. So they did what they had to do in replace of Julio Jones. But, you know, this Falcons team, they have shown all year that it doesn't matter if they're up 20, 25. They're going to find a way to blow a game. And this is just the story of the Atlanta Falcons for 2020. 2020 has been an awful, weird, upside-down year, and that is what the Atlanta Falcons have been all season. For the Bucs, is this an impressive win? No, it's not. It kind of really hammers home the point that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just not that good. You know, Tom Brady, he's had some up-and-down games this season. 
He's looked decent in a in a few games. He's looked bad in a, in a ton of them. So, you know, who are they? Is this who they are, that they can be a dynamic offense that can throw the ball over the top on occasion and run the ball effectively in times? And But I, I don't see that. They don't show that to you consistently enough to be able to believe them. Nine and five, they stand right now. But they had to struggle with a Falcons team that is, you know, in the top 10 for the draft. This is this is not a game that you're going to hang your hat on and say, oh, my goodness, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look great. Tom Brady, MVP form, and, you know, they're just prepping up for the playoffs. You can actually say the opposite, that, ah, man, I still have some question marks. Why would they struggle with this team? Because why? This defense is just, they're not that great. They're giving up a lot of plays. They're giving up a lot of yardage. And, you know, kudos to them for stopping the run. But at the same time, there's no way that the Falcons should have been in this game if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are this good. So let's see if the Bucs can be able to finish out the season strong, win their last two games, finish at 11-5, and and change some people's opinions in regards to can they win a Super Bowl? Can they be the first team to host a Super Bowl to play in that host Super Bowl? So we'll see what happens with the Bucs. I am not sold on them. I need to see... More of what I saw from Antonio Brown in that game. I need to see them throw the ball deep more. I need to see that. You have to throw the ball deep in this league to be successful. If you're not doing that, you're going to struggle. And, you know, we'll talk about one of the teams that have a hard time doing that, hence why they're struggling a little later. For the Falcons, though, I will say this. I think Raheem Morris has earned this coaching job. I think he's done a great job changing the attitude on this team. Yes, we know that there's a talent discrepancy defensively, but they can be able to correct that. And with his toughness, with his drive and his passion, I do believe that he has earned a chance to be a head coach in this league again. He didn't get a fair shake the first time. I believe that they should give him a chance now because I think that he can be able to right the ship and prove a lot of people wrong because he's a damn good football coach. Next game we're going to talk about is going to be the Chiefs and the Saints. Chiefs win this game 32-29. to They were up big in the game. They were up 15 points or so. And then, you know, the Saints came back and scored two touchdowns and make it close. But then Patrick Mahomes sealed the deal. He had a decent game, 254 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 79 yards before he got hurt. Le'Veon Bell filled in nicely, 62 yards on the ground on the touchdown. Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. He's a beast. Eight catches, 68 yards on the tub. So, you know, the Chiefs continue to roll. They're 13-1 right now. They are, without a doubt, the best team in the league right now. Uh, They still have their deficiencies, but I think a lot of teams around the league have their deficiencies. So nobody's perfect, but they look well. They're, They're getting into, you know, postseason form. You know, they're, they're going to continue to dominate. They're going to continue to do what they have to do to make sure that they secure that overall number one seed, that buy, because there's only going to be one buy this year. So they're going to end up getting that buy. For the Saints, Drew Brees was back. He didn't look all that sharp. You can still tell that he's a little banged up. 15 for 34, 234 yards passing, three touchdowns and an interception. Alvin Kamara. Only had 54 yards on the ground. Emmanuel Sanders, 76 yards. So when you're down, you know, the running game becomes null and void a little bit. So they had to be in passing mode, but Drew Brees just was not sharp. And the fact that Michael Thomas is not here for the rest of the regular season, you know, that's 
that's going to have them sputtering a little bit, but they're, they're 10 and 4. It's fine. Their place in the playoffs is not going to be compromised. They're fine. Drew Brees will have some weeks to get better, get sharp, you know, heal up. So they'll, they'll be fine. I have no real issues with the Saints. Their defense is still good, but they, they ran into a buzzsaw on Sunday. So, yeah, you know, somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. That's all. Let's turn our attention to the Monday night disappointment, shall we, between the Bengals and the Steelers. Bengals upset the Steelers 27-17. to uh, Ryan Finley, 89 yards passing. Gio Bernard, 83 yards rushing, a touchdown. He got a, you know, Ryan Finley had a touchdown on the ground. A.J. Green, two catches, 40 yards. Offensively, the Bengals did nothing offensively. But the Steelers are so bad offensively themselves that they just gifted this game to the Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger cannot throw the ball downfield. 170 yards passing, a touchdown, an interception. Snell had 84 yards. He had a good game. Deontay Johnson, 59 yards on a touchdown. But who is their deep ball threat? They can't get the ball downfield. If you cannot throw the ball over the top, which I have somebody have a chance to get it, all the defense has to do is just sit in their assignments. They don't have to worry about getting burned over the top because nobody can do it. So they can be able to put pressure. They can send pressure. They can do whatever the hell they want because they know the quarterback cannot deliver the football. You know, is there something wrong with Ben Roethlisberger's shoulders, his elbow? I don't know, but he looks like a guy that shot. He started off the season so good. You know, he was looking like the comeback player of the year. I had him dubbed for the comeback player of the year, and the wheels have come off the bus. So I'm going to say this right now. You know, I've been tooting the Steelers' horn all season. You know, they're one of the best teams. They win ugly. I'm going to tell you right now, it's time to panic if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't look good. When you lose to the Bengals, man, this is this is a concern. This is not a team that looks like they have a handle offensively of what they're trying to do or where they're trying to go. They can't run the football consistently. They can't throw the ball over the top. They don't have receivers that can be able to break it. It's I don't know, man. I don't know where they go. Their defense is solid, but if their offense continues to put them in bad spots, they're going to give up a lot of points. They're going to be put in positions where they're going to give up some some touchdowns. So you can't really blame the defense. It's the offense that is putting all the strain on that defense. You got a lot of good guys on that defensive side of the ball, but they're frustrated. You can tell that this is a team that is super frustrated because of what's going on. When they were 11-0, they were winning ugly, but they were winning. Now when you're losing, everything gets magnified to a thousand so everybody's going to be playing Tuesday morning quarterback oh Steelers are trash listen I, I'm disappointed in them I'm saying that it's time to panic but I still have confidence that they can be able to figure it out can they get Ben Roethlisberger right before the playoffs and show us something show us that they have some fight left in them because if this is the way that they're going to go into the playoffs they're going to be one and done and then it's going to be another disappointment, another disappointing year for Mike Tomlin or how they, you know, the team starts off great, they fizzle out, and then they lose in the playoffs. So, you know, we'll see what happens, see if they can be able to get it, get it straight, get it corrected, but there's a lot of doubters out there. Basically, virtually everybody is saying that the Steelers suck, they don't look good, they're overrated, they don't 
deserve to be a team that has a high seed in the playoffs because they haven't played like that much for the season. And, you know, it's debatable. It's something that you can't really fault anybody for feeling that way. You know, you may have your stance, you may have your take, but if somebody else has that, you can be like, you know what, all right, yeah, I'll go with that. That's fine. That's fine. I ain't going to fight you no more because that's the way they've been playing. So for the Bengals, I, I mean, listen, I got nothing for the Bengals. They're in rebuild mode. They should be losing all of these games. They should be upset with themselves that they actually won this game because it does nothing for them. Get higher, get yourself Penny Sewell, and be able to shore up that offensive line so when your quarterback comes back, you can actually protect them. That's that's basically all I got for the for the Bengals. In other news, Tyler Conway wrote an article for Bleacher Report about Dan Snyder. There was a report saying that the Washington football team settled in court for $1.6 million for sexual misconduct against Dan Snyder in 2009. This is this just goes to the, you know, accusations that the 46 women had made you know, back in those days, like now you're starting to realize that this is this is real. This is not just women saying this to bury Dan Snyder because they don't like the guy. No, they don't like him because he's a creep. They don't like him because he's mismanaged his organization. They don't like him because it's it was basically like a, a frat house there where, you know, women didn't feel safe. They felt like pieces of meat. This is this is a problem. And I'm hearing that, you know, according to the report, the minority owners, they're trying to sell their stakes in the team. They're trying to get off this sinking ship because there's a feeling that there may be some intervention that happens for this team. Like they may end up forcing Dan Snyder to sell the Washington football team. And I'll be all for it. Dan Snyder is a piece of shit, period. He's a creep. He's always been a dirty businessman. He's always rubbed people the wrong way. And this is what he deserves. He should be forced to sell the team and be shunned and embarrassed and be blacklisted from sports just like Don Sterling. Same thing. He is no better than Don Sterling. They are from the same tree, just different branches. That's all they are. The same creep-ass tree. So I don't feel sorry for Dan Snyder. I don't feel sorry for anybody that tries to cover up for Dan Snyder. You're just as bad as he is. If you're going to cover up for that nonsense. I know another guy that people like to cover up for. And it's not working out too well for him now. So if anybody's smart that's around Dan Snyder, quit. Resign. Because you don't want to get caught up in this crossfire. When the storm hits, everybody's going to get hit. When the shit storm hits, everybody's going to get hit. So, you know, it's, it's time for this guy to go. It's time for him to just be stricken from our memories as one of the worst owners in professional sports history. And for the women that got victimized during that time, I'm sure it was a terrible ordeal to go through, but victory is coming. Victory is on the horizon. Coming up after the break, you had one job. You had one job to do. On a Tuesday, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. 
If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. Ah, I swear. I swear. You had one job to do. Just one job to do. It's not very hard, but you still managed to screw it up. The New York Jets, 0-13, decided that they wanted to have their Super Bowl on Sunday. They played so great. Defense was playing well. Sam Darnold moving the ball, looking sharp. Offense is clicking. And they end up beating the Rams 23-20. And people are celebrating. The players are all happy. But should Jets fans be happy today? No, they shouldn't. Because now they have given up, they have relinquished the rights to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is by far, in my opinion, the best pro prospect at the quarterback position since Peyton Manning. That's how good he is. And you have just played yourself out of it. You know why? Because you got players that are on this team that they ain't going to be here next year. They're not going to be here next year. They they don't care about Trevor Lawrence getting drafted. They don't care. They just don't want to be a part of a team that was 0-16 or 1-15 or whatever the hell they're going to finish. They don't want to be a part of that. They don't want that embarrassment on their record. Yet you play for the team all damn year. So might as well just go with the flow. Tank. Embrace the tank. You had one job, Adam Gase. We know you're a bad coach. But man, oh man, did you really prove it on Sunday. When you're supposed to lose, you don't lose. The last great Jet quarterback was Joe Broadway Naaman. That was the last guy. That's the guy that won the Super Bowl for him. Their only Super Bowl in their history. And yet you have a chance to get a guy that's a generational talent. You're getting a guy that will marquee New York for the next 15 to 20 years. Trevor Lawrence goes Broadway. Do you understand what type of cachet that is? What type of draw that is for your team? What type of merchandise? What type of marketing? The the season tickets you will sell if Trevor Lawrence is number one pick going to the Jets as a quarterback because they've never gotten a quarterback position right. They've either screwed it up or they've drafted a bad player. Now you're going to get a generational talent and you win the game. You win the game. Why? I swear, I feel that the Jets are just cursed. They can't even lose or tank properly. What what is wrong with you? What is wrong with this organization? Why do they continue to be a dumpster fire? Why do they feel comfortable sitting in their dumpster fire ways? 
They just love the the inferno burning around them. They're comfortable in it. Why don't you want to like put the fire out? Get a fire extinguisher. Quell the flames. Walk through it and say, we've had enough. We want to be normal. No, no, you guys are just comfortable in the dumpster fire. Sitting in it. There's not one Jets fan today that is happy. Not one. There's not one Jets fan that says, you know what? Yeah, you know, I love the fact that the team won. They played hard. I got, this, this made me so proud. Bullshit. Everybody's kicking their hat. They're throwing their hat away. They're breaking their beer bottles. I'm sure that there were plenty of arguments between husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is. Even friends arguing because of the Jets. That's the damn reaction, the chemical reaction that you have when they do nonsense like this. You have to fight. You got to get angry. It just costs you the, the number one pick. Everybody should be mad. I'm telling you right now, if the Jets don't get Trevor Lawrence, Jet fans are going <laughs> to... Jet fans are going to leave. They're just going to leave in droves. It's it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. They're not the only team that continues to be disgraceful. The Dallas Cowboys. All you guys had to do was just enjoy the bad season. Just continue to lose. Continue to throw up stinkers. Continue to let every team run the ball effectively on you. Rush for 250 yards, 300 yards, whatever it is. That's all you had to do. That's all you had to do. But no, you guys want to put up a fight. You guys want to now look like a team that wants to win a division title. Why? Why? When the Cowboys won last week at 4-9, I was pissed off. I was pissed off. Oh, why'd you win? Why'd you win? Embrace the tank. At 5-9, and nine, I'm completely beside myself. Because why do you feel that it's time to play now? What does it do for you? What does it do finishing 7-9? and nine? What good does it do having the 20th pick? You need to be bad so you can get better players. And to do that, you got to lose games, not win games. Let the Washington football team and let the Giants win a division. You guys have no business winning the division because if you win this damn division, you're going to get smacked by 30 points in the playoffs, and what does it matter? Is the playoff revenue that big to you? Does it mean that much to you, Jerry? Where you can't call down and say, listen, I need you guys to lay an egg today. Lay an egg today so we can be able to control our future and get the players that we want in this draft. No, 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 no. Go out there and play a complete game. Have the defense show up, get interceptions, get sacks. Have the offense look great. Have C.D. Lamb just run all over the place. All this is doing is confirming to me that Dallas is going to sign Dak Prescott back. They're going to cough up the $38 million for Dak Prescott and roll again with the same dysfunctional roster. Zeke making $16 million. Demarcus Lawrence making $20 million. Jalen Smith making $11 million. They're going to continue to roll out this shit team, and the same thing is going to happen next year. I don't see the Cowboys winning 10 games next season. I don't see them going 12-4, 13-3, 14-2. No, they're going to be the same mediocre team, 8-8, 9-7, at best, at best 9-7. That's not getting you anywhere. That's not doing anything for your franchise. You need to tear it down, Jerry. Tear it down. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of what they're doing right now. Lose and lose big. 
I don't want to lose by two points. No, no, no. I like the games where they give up 350 yards on the ground. Like they're a college team. That's what I want to see. Get blown out. If you're going to tank, do it in grand fashion. Look at the Jaguars. Look what they're doing. They're losing in grand fashion. That, that's what I like to see. Don't, don't do this. Five and nine. This doesn't do anything for anyone. Just stop now. I am going to send you guys a cease and desist letter. Cease and desist trying to compete in football games for the remainder of the season. Go 5-11 and 11 and tank for the rest of the games. The last two games of the season, Jerry, tank it. I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't want to see any fight in this team. CeeDee Lamb's a great player. We'll use him for next season. When he's the number one option, we get rid of Amari Cooper. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. But I am not fine with them winning any more games. Not one more Coming up after the break, some NBA news. James Harden is at it again. And, man, I want to talk about yesterday. Extension day in the NBA. What a joke. On a Tuesday, it's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand-new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire. All even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. NBA opening night is here. I can't wait. But before we talk about those games that are going to happen later on today, it's 7 p.m. and was it 10 p.m.? Let's talk about some James Harden, shall we? James Harden is back in the news. Now, listen, I think he's now a lightning rod for press coverage. And normally, this probably wouldn't even have been a story had it been a normal year, a regular year, a regular training camp, a regular practice. But it's not. It's on steroids. 2020 has been a crazy year. And that's why the James Harden situation is put into a Petri dish and it's looked at and examined at every particular angle, and it's blasted out of control. So the report says that James Harden had a fight in practice, and he threw a ball at a teammate and all this, and he was jawjacking people, and, you know, he's just spreading his disgruntled behavior around the organization to tell them that he's not happy. And I put on my IG today that petulant children, when they are upset when they're mad they start to lash out they want that attention they seek that attention so the only way they know how to get it is to misbehave break something or they you know paint the walls or they're just not listening or they argue or get into whatever trouble they can find they do this until they get what they want they do this until the parents give in now the good parents they'll just let the kid throw tantrums They'll punish that child. They won't reward the bad behavior. The waffle parents, I like to call them, the pushovers, they'll reward the bad behavior. Oh, what do you want? What do you want? Okay, do you want this? Okay, anything to stop crying, anything to stop misbehaving. Don't embarrass me in public. That's those parents. And I want to see what type of parent the Houston Rockets will be. Are they going to be the parents that don't reward bad behavior? Are they going to be the waffle parents, the step over parents that 
given to the child's demands. James Harden created this mess. I, I, I'm going to say this at nauseum until people understand that this is not a situation that is similar to a lot of other athletes that have requested out. He created this. He got everything he wanted, and it's still not enough. But what you're starting to see is that a lot of teams are not willing to give up what they have for James Harden. The Miami Heat, they cool off of their trade request or engaging any talks with the Rockets all because they don't want to ruin their chemistry. They have a good thing going. They have a lot of young pieces that can be able to grow and build this team the right way. They don't want to pawn that off for James Harden. You heard Daryl Morey come out and say that Ben Simmons is not in any talks. We're going to see if that's true or not. But the buyers are, they're being very cautious because they understand what type of combustible situation it will be if you bring James Harden into your locker room. If you have a star on your team already, that's no nonsense. He not going to mess with James Harden. I said it already. If they trade Ben Simmons to the Rockets, Embiid is going to strangle James Harden. It's not an if, it's more a win. Because he just rubs people the wrong way with his work ethic. And here's the problem. He was able to get away with a whole bunch of bullshit in Houston. Be late to film session. You know, stay over a couple days on a road trip to do whatever the hell he wanted. Hang out with this rapper. Have the private jet. He's not going to have that type of luxury if he gets traded to another team with an already established superstar on that roster. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Hence why I say, James Harden, if you want out, tell the Houston Rockets organization that you would like to go to some non-contenders. Open up the floodgates in regards to where you can go. Maybe the Hornets will want you. Maybe the Kings will want you. Maybe the Knicks will want you. Maybe the Orlando Magic will take you. Those are the teams that you should be looking at, James Harden. Not any contenders because there's no contender that is willing to sacrifice their chemistry for you. Now, a team that has no shot at winning a championship, yeah, they'll be interested. Hey, we can get James Harden here, sell some tickets. We can, you know, make a killing on marketing, merchandise. The beard is here, right? (laughs) That's what they can do. They'll want you, of course. But for the really good teams, they don't. So you have a choice to make. It's either you grow the fuck up and be an adult and lead this team, fulfill your responsibilities, and then when it's time to go, then they'll probably help you out and say, you know what, James, you are a model citizen this year, and listen, we're, we're going to go ahead and, and, and ship you off and you know hope everything works out for you. Or you're going to behave like a petulant child. And at that point, all the Houston Rockets need to do is be responsible parents and turn their back and let you throw your tantrum. In other news, though, (laughs) extension day was yesterday, the deadline for extensions to be done for guys on their rookie deals. So OG Ananubi got a big deal from the Toronto Raptors. He agreed to a four-year, $72 million extension. What? (laughs) Why? Why? Why would you give him that much money? He will never live up to that contract. OG's a great defender, but man, that not. I mean, listen, but I understand for the Raptors, they don't pull a lot of free agents. 
So it makes sense for them. But man, it didn't stop there. No, no, no. <laughs> Derek White on the San Antonio Spurs, he got a big deal as well. He signed a four-year, $73 million extension with the Spurs. What? What? How? What? I have no idea what's going on anymore. I don't see how a guy that averaged 11 points a game last year would be now worth $72 million. In what country? Only here. Only here. And this is why when I hear owners crying about they have no money, they can blame themselves. You can't tell people that you don't have any money when you spend no nonsense. That's like a rich woman that has an allowance of $50,000 a week. She ends up spending 49000 of it on garbage. And then she says, well, I'm broke. I don't have any money. Her husband going to look at her like, what? You have $50,000 to start with. What did you spend it on? So I'm not going to reward you again? No, no. The teams need to start spending smarter. This is not spending smart. This is just throwing money at a guy who you think is going to make a, 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 a significant uptick in his production. I don't see that, though. This is hamstringing their team. Derek White? OG Anunoby? At least when Luke Kennard got his extension from the Clippers, Luke Kennard averaged 16 a game last year. So you see the talent. Okay, cool. That extension is fine. That extension makes sense. But these, nah, no, nah, no. Markel Foles, he got a three-year deal, $50 million. I like that deal. But the one that was a head-scratcher for me was the four-year, $80 million extension for Jonathan Isaac. Guy is hurt. You know, he's not going to play this season, I don't believe. $80 million for pedestrian production. I see the talent. No doubt I see the talent. And this may end up being a bargain for Jonathan Isaac, right? If he ends up becoming the player that they think he's going to become. But man, $80 million for a guy that is coming off a big-time injury and you still have to see exactly what he's going to do or what he's going to become. But it's Orlando. So, yeah, I guess it works. But like I said, this is teams need to start doing things a little better. The Hawks spent all their money this offseason, so they have no money for John Collins. He's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. Lonzo Ball, same thing, restricted free agent at the end of the season. Frank Nilakina from the Knicks, that bum. <laughs> He's going to be a restricted free agent. So there's a lot of teams that are like, yeah, nah, nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't ponying up that type of bread. But the Spurs, yeah, take this. Take money. Derek White, you haven't done much. Take it. Jonathan Isaac, yeah, take it. It's fine. You're going to be hurt. That's fine. Take it, $8 million. But I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. Kyle Kuzma needs to fire his agent. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma got three years, $40 million from the Lakers, while everybody else is getting the bag, $73 million, $80 million. Even Markel Fultz, a guy that has had so many issues with his shot, with his confidence, he got three years, $50 million. Man, oh, man. But, hey, Kyle Kuzma, I'm sure he's happy with his money, so we're not going to kill him too much. However, when I will kill him is if he's not living up to that $40 million extension. Then you're going to see Laker Nation come at you again, Kyle. So, please, for your own sake, step up. 
Have a big night tonight against the Clippers. Have a big night against those children that live under the basement. <laughs> so what a good segue that was into the opening night for the NBA. Like I spoke about, you know, in the intro of the segment, I can't wait for this. I've been waiting a long time. The Lakers are the defending champions. It was a short offseason. I think it was 71 days or so. So we're back at it now. 7 o'clock, you're going to have the Golden State Warriors going against the Brooklyn Big Top Nets. It's going to be a good game. Uh, what do I expect out of that game? I expect I expect Steph Curry to show his, his worth. But the problem is that they're going to be able to key in on Steph Curry. There's no more Klay Thompson. There's no KD over there. There's no, there's no help. So now he's going to see a lot of double teams. He's going to see a lot of coverage that he's not used to. He may see coverage that he used to see in the early days of Golden State, before the wave came. Now for Brooklyn, I want to see how good Kevin Durant looks. You know, he's never had an explosive game where he's dunking above the rim and doing all of these things. He's a shooter. He's a skilled player. So him tearing his Achilles and coming back, it's not going to be a huge deal for him, but I still want to see how he performs. I know he's going to be a great player. He's still a top six player to me. He's just not in the top five right now, but he's still a top six player. I want to see how Steve Nash looks on the sidelines, if he's going to have that confused coach look, or is he going to have this intense look and pace back and forth in the coach's box? <laughs> we'll see. You're going to see Omari Stoudemire on the bench as a coach. Jesus Christ. Dan Tony, that failure. And I'm also looking forward to seeing James Wiseman. He's getting the start for the Warriors tonight as well. The rookie, the number two pick. I am excited for him because I think he has tremendous upside. So, you know, we'll see how the game goes. If I'm going to put a prediction on it, I have Brooklyn winning this game big, 127 to 100. Kevin Durant ends up having a good game, 26 points, eight rebounds, four assists. That's my prediction for him. Kyrie, the sage man, he also has a good game. And the Nets bench ends up having a big game as well. Moving on to the nightcap between the defending champs, Los Angeles Lakers against the guys that live in the basement, the Los Angeles Clippers. Lakers are going to get their rings tonight, but they're going to hold off on the banner presentation until fans can be able to be in the stands. So that would be a great night to look forward to for the fans, for Laker Nation. So I can't wait for that. Talking about the game, though. Lakers are a revamped roster. Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Montrezl Harrell. He couldn't stand having his clothes smell like mold anymore. He wanted to get out of the basement and get to a real team. Mark Gasol, that veteran. So there's a lot of new pieces. For the Clippers, they have new pieces as well. They have Serge Ibaka. They have Luke Kennard. So I'm interested to see how they look in their, their new outfits, their new team, how they fit within the offensive game plan for Ty Lue. Want to see how Ty Lue goes about coaching this game. And I also want to see the $226 million man. Waldo George, Panic P, Flight Risk Paul, Flight Risk George, George Paul. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see how he comes out and, you know, he starts to show off because, you know, in the regular season, Paul George is an MVP candidate in the regular season. He'll drop 50, 46, whatever it is. But come playoff time, that $226 million man, he's going to let you down. 
but we are ways away from the playoffs, so we're going to get a lot of regular season P, which is pretty good. And my prediction for this game, Lakers win big. Lakers win 110-95. to LeBron James has a good game. Anthony Davis has a great game. And they tell the Clippers to press lower level or press B on the elevator and go back to where they belong for the night. Those are my predictions for opening night in the NBA. I'm excited. I can't wait. After the break, the greatest segment on the planet, W of the Week, on a Tuesday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in the dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So we have a couple candidates today, and this is probably a first in Dummy of the Week history, right? That We actually have two guys that I'm going to talk about at the same time. May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidates are Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Dwayne Haskins, quarterback for the Washington football team. These two idiots are my candidates for... Dummy, yeah. Because let's start with Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju has this dance routine where he dances on the opposing team's midfield logo. <laughs> now, it was great when the team was winning and everybody's dancing and doing TikTok videos and all this stuff. But lately, the Steelers have been getting the ass kicked. And last night... He went ahead and did it again, right? Danced on the Bengals midfield logo. And what happened? They beat the hell out of Juju Smith-Schuster last night. He caught a pass across the middle, and they laid into him. He fumbled. He didn't have a good game. I think he had like two catches, three catches for 15 yards or something like that. So that's the guy that is representing the Steelers. So they allow him to just go out there and make a fool out of himself, give the other team bulletin board material for them to kick their ass. It'd be one thing if Juju was balling, right? He hasn't had a 100-yard game since Antonio Brown left the team. That's two full years. So his dance moves are impressive. I'm sure he puts a lot of effort and a lot of practice into that. But you know what he should actually be putting some practice into? running some routes, and being able to catch the football, and being able to be a number one guy. But newsflash, you're not a number one guy, Juju. You're just a clown. 
And this is what clowns do. They have to entertain you somehow because their other skill set, they don't have any. All they can do is be clowns. So you are a clown impersonating a football player. You're not a good receiver. All you do is make your team a target. The Bengals, one of the worst teams in football, said, we going to bust their ass tonight. If there's any game we win, it's going to be this game because we're going to hit them and hit them hard until they give the ball up. And you gave it up smooth. <laughs> you ain't put up no fight, Juju. No fight at all. So you can go back on TikTok. You can go ahead and dance and dress up ridiculous and do whatever you want. But on that football field, maybe, just maybe, you should actually try to behave like an adult. And actually play football because that's what you get paid to do. Because I can tell you this for a guarantee. When it's contract time, the Steelers are not going to forget about this. So if they don't give you the money that you want or they end up letting you go test the market, you're going to end up having a rude awakening. So maybe TikTok may be your next career. That would be a good idea. Moving on to the next dummy, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was caught in a strip club with no mask, broke mask protocol, and the football team is working on this internally. So let me get this straight. This is a guy that was a high pick that now looks like a bust. Looks like he doesn't even belong in the NFL. You get a chance to be a quarterback again, and you decide that you want to go to a strip club and throw some dollars around. However, you threw a lot of passes on Sunday, and none of them hit the mark. So I hope that you throw the dollars better than you throw football because <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> yeah, If I was a stripper and I saw Dwayne Haskins coming through the door, I'd be like, no, 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 no. We, we closing up shop. I don't want to dance for this loser. This guy is the worst. I don't care what money you have. Your money's no good here. <laughs> your money's no good here because you make our team lose. Real people who are real fans of the Washington football team, whether you're a stripper whether you're, you know, you just, you know, you're just a bartender. Dwayne Haskins' money should not be good, because if he makes you guys lose, he should not show his face at any after-hours situation. I'm sure Dwayne Haskins' mothers are gonna ask him one question: Are you stupid? Or are you dumb? <laughs> and he gonna look at her and say, "I don't know, I don't know." So you don't know how to wear a mask? Uh, I thought it was in my pocket, really. And I'm sure whatever. Stripper he got a lap dance from. She probably had a mask on. <laughs> she probably had a mask on to ask him, yo, where your mask at, fam? Yo, it's, it's, it's in the car. You want this money or not? So, you know, begrudgingly, she takes the money and does a dance. But, man, this guy just can't get out of his own way. You have a chance to actually take the reins of this team and show your organization that you're actually the starting quarterback for the future, and you end up doing this. It doesn't surprise me. Sometimes you can be talented, you can have all the talent in the world, and you can be a complete idiot. So it's all right, man. Once they cut you, you can go right back to the strip club and try to collect that money that you dropped. <laughs> Yo, I know I dropped like $1,000 back here last time, but you, you think I could be able to get that back? Nah, 
Nah, you can't get that back. So Dwayne Haskins, Juju Smith-Schuster, you guys are some clowns and looking like big losers to your team and your organization. But one of you may be a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.